taekwondo, kickboxing, martial arts, karate, judo. Uh, the sports where there's two people that compete against each other, they both go into a ring or onto a mat, and only one person comes out the winner. And it's a very controversial group of sports. There are some people that absolutely hate them and think they should be banned, and there are other people that absolutely love them. And uh, arguably, some of the most um, favourite sports in the world uh, in that martial art arena. Uh, so why, as a woman, do I love them? And what have they got to do with any other part of life? And I share this with you very passionately and I think from a leadership point of view, a place of responsibility. Because as a leader, and if that's what, what you are, if you're a parent, if you're a teacher, if you're a coach, if you're a boss, if you're a manager, if you're a pastor, if you're somebody that lives on the planet who is responsible for other people having success in their life or happiness in their life or being great people, uh, what kind of character traits do we have to have? And I love to look at sport in particular, and I draw lots of lessons from sport because it's all about discipline and focus and commitment and training and, and wanting to win and wanting to be the best. But interestingly, with martial arts, uh, it, it's not a team sport. There's two, literally two people go in and one person comes out the winner. And of course, I have a husband that's been an international uh, taekwondo fighter, an international martial artist, a gold medal winner and a world champion all of his life. Uh, so I'm a little bit biased, of course. But the character traits that are required to be really good at martial arts are the character traits that I'm wondering if we had more of them in the leaders or all of the world leaders that we have or any of the leaders that you have in your life, that maybe the world would be a better place. And who's going to teach our children? Who's going to teach the young up-and-coming adults uh, the really important character traits like discipline, commitment, focus, integrity, passion, leadership skills, how to win, how to lose? And they all come obviously from sport. But in particular, this thing called martial arts, because there is pain involved. And I use that, again, with hesitation, because a lot of people don't like the fact that there's two people fighting each other. But one of the things I've learned, having been married to a martial artist now for over 25 years, is the reason you learn how to fight is so you never have to fight. The reason you learn how to protect yourself, defend yourself, protect and defend your family is so that you never have to. Uh, the, the power that comes, and I use that word again very now passionately, because the power that comes from mental toughness and physical toughness and being able to protect yourself uh, becomes something that shines through every part of your life, every part of your character, every part of every action that you take on. So yes, when I travel with K-Man, when we go anywhere in the world, a safe place, unsafe place, big city, tiny country town, doesn't matter, I never feel unsafe because my husband literally can defend himself. He's a really tough guy. And one of the things that people say to me is, how can you watch your husband fight? Uh, it's a really simple process and I absolutely love it <laughs> because he goes to every fight, to every world championship, to every event fully prepared. 
he trains to the absolute limit of what his body is capable of doing mentally and physically. He goes fully prepared mentally and physically to take on the best in the world. And he enjoys the process of the fight. He enjoys the process of the challenge because he's fully prepared. And what if the leaders of our world, our politicians, our uh, public health officials, the people in government, uh, the leaders of our world and in our community and in our country and in our church, in our sporting teams and in our schools, what if there were more people who had mental toughness? They were capable of handling every situation and wanted to overcome a challenge, not fall down because of a challenge, not stop because of a challenge, not soup, moan, whine, moan, whine and complain because of a challenge. And I've got to be careful uh, when I use those words and I, and I'm, I understand that there are, there are leaders and there are people who uh, don't have the characteristics of being a leader. But my question is, if you are a leader what option do you have? What alternative is there to being mentally tough and strong? Surely there's no option to be weak. So how do you train your body physically and mentally so that you become a tough person, that you become a strong person? And what if you're a weak person and you say, I'm sick of being weak, I'm sick of people uh, pushing me around, I'm sick of people telling me what to do, I'm sick of living a life where I'm not in control of what I do, I want to take control of my life and become... Uh, the person that I have decided to be, not what everybody else wants me to be. And what characteristics are required if you want to be that kind of a person? And perhaps that's why I've got this great relationship with a world champion fighter, uh, because they're the characteristics that I've been brought up with and I've been taught from, be from a very young age that if you want to not just, not just to survive in life, but if you really want to thrive, uh, have a look at the people that don't thrive. Have a look at the people that don't survive. And that might be in business, in sport, in relationships, financially. So there are some people, of course, that have very unsuccessful lives. They're not healthy, fit, and strong. They have a lousy, stinking, rotten job. They're broke and getting broker. And it's very possible to do that now. And they have terrible relationships. And I just don't want that for my life. So when I have a look at what that looks looks like, it's to me that's ugly. I don't want a life like that. So my question has always been, since I was 13 years of age, I made that decision. I am going to have a healthy, fit, strong body, a career and business that I love. I'm going to be financially free and I want to have great people in my life, respectful people who I respect and who respect me. So I had to work out what I needed to do, what who I needed to become to have a life like that. And I didn't want to rely on other people. My father taught me very beautifully, the best place to find a helping hand is at the end of your own arm. Uh, and that means that you can't rely on other people to help you. Now, I'm just going to step back from that a little bit because sometimes people say to me, oh, but Robert, you can't do it by yourself. Well, here's a great question. If you think you need help, if you think you need somebody to give you a helping hand, is it more likely that they would want to help you if you have done everything that you could possibly do yourself? So if you go to somebody and you say, I've trained, I've practiced, I've educated, I've learned, I've tried everything myself, but I, I think I'm a bit short in a couple of areas. Can you please help me? Is it possible that somebody that has all of their life together, and I get excited about that because not too many people who are healthy, fit and strong, have a career or business that they love, they're financially free and they have great relationships. But those people do exist. 
And are they more likely to help you if you've done everything that you possibly can yourself versus you go to them and say, oh, I can't do it, it's too hard, can you please help me? And again, I have to be very careful because I know we live in a world where it seems that to be soft, to be weak, to be average, to just ask for a handout and expect everybody to help you, it seems to have become normal. And I'm, I'll rephrase that. Has it become normal? In your mind, is it acceptable to rely on other people to do everything for you? Uh, is it acceptable to not do everything you possibly can? Uh, discipline, focus, commitment, training, education, learning, everything you need to do to, do, to achieve the things that you want to achieve. And I'll, again, I'll ask another question. Is it possible that even the, the aspiration to achieve, uh, there are some people who that just isn't important. I just want to live my, my life and do my job and get paid and have a weekend and drink and take drugs. And, and, and I, I won't pretend that I understand that. But if you're not that person and you do want to do something of significance with your life, and when I, I use that word significance, I'll, again, I've got to be careful because it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks success is or what anybody else thinks is important or what anybody else thinks is significance. Isn't the aspirations that you have, the things that you want to achieve, the life that you want to live, are you living it? That would probably be my best question. Are you happy? And it sounds like a, an unusual question because a lot of people accuse me of, no, well, we can't be happy all the time and it's not possible to be happy every day and it's just an airy-fairy thing. But ultimately, isn't that what we all want, to be happy, to wake up every day and feel a sense of satisfaction and, and loving our life and, and, and doing what we, we, we like to do every day? Uh, and my question is, if you're not doing that, what do you have to do differently so that you can? And... Uh, I'm, I'm very careful because adults get to choose whatever they want to do. That's their choice. Uh, but I ask this question. An adult can choose to smoke. An adult can choose to take drugs. An adult can choose to be unhealthy and out of shape and do no exercise. An adult can choose not to brush their teeth. They can choose to eat crappy food. Uh, an adult can choose to have a lousy, stinking, rotten job and stay there for the rest of their lives. An adult can choose that. But if you're an adult and you are giving advice to a child, to a, to a new adult, so somebody that's coming into adulthood, and they said to you, should I smoke? Should I drink? Should I take drugs? Should I choose a lousy, stinking, rotten job? Should I be broke all the time? Should I pick lousy, horrible people to put in, into my life? Uh, should I have a body that's going to be wrecked and ruined before I'm 30? Uh, if you are a leader, if you're a parent, a teacher, a coach, I'm pretty sure that wouldn't be the advice that you give. Would that be a fair uh, statement? You're not going to tell a child that they should take up smoking, take up drug taking, they should eat crappy food and not do any exercise, they should have a lousy, stinking, rotten job, they should be broke for the rest of their lives and they should put lousy, stinking, rotten people into their lives. So if that's not the advice that we're going to give, and what if we give the opposite advice? Yes, you should be healthy, fit and strong. Yes, you should have a career that you love. Yes, you should be financially free. And yes, you should put great people into your life. How would our future adults know that's even possible if we're not doing it ourselves? 
And there comes the big question, who are the people that actually do that? What are the character traits required to be healthy, fit and strong, have a career that you love, be financially free and have respectful people in your life? And is it different from the people who live their life the opposite? If you followed somebody around every day who's miserable, who is out of shape and unhealthy, who has a lousy job, who's broken, who's in terrible relationships, would they be doing something different and would they have different character traits than the people who are the opposite? And is that the advice that we need to give to our future adults or would it be better to live that? Is it possible there's a lot of parents that tell their kids, don't eat that, it's bad for you, but they're eating that. Or don't smoke, it's bad for you, but they're smoking. Don't drink, it's bad for you, but they're drinking. And I'm not here to make judgment. I definitely am not. What I'm here, please, is to consider our children. And I don't have any kids, but I work daily. I'm involved daily. I experience daily People who were children, who have a lousy, stinking, rotten life now and hate it. They're miserable and grumpy and depressed and angry that somebody didn't show them how to have a great life. And I work with future adults, so teenagers and younger, uh, who ask me, Rowie, is it possible? How can I be healthy, fit and strong? How can I have a career or business that I love? How can I be financially free? And how can I have great people in my life? And I could tell them what to do, but I made a promise to myself when I was 13 years of age that I would never tell people that. I wanted to be the living, breathing example of that. And that's why I love martial arts so much. And that's why I love sports so much. And that's why I love the idea uh, and the characteristics and the disciplines required to be a fighter. Uh, you can't you can't go into a ring where the the purpose of the fight, and this it's, this sounds a little brutal, but the purpose of a boxing fight, for example, is yes, you might win on points, but ultimately you win on knockout. Two people go in and one person comes out. And the reason I love that so much is you have to go into that experience, I believe. And I've never experienced it myself, but I've watched a lot of it. And if you, I think, and I'll ask the question, if you go into the ring thinking that you're second best, what will happen? If, the, if your opponent goes into that fight, into that ring, onto the mat, and they think that you're second best, and you think that you're second best, what's going to happen? Is it possible that you have to put yourself in that tough, harsh, brutal environment? You have to go in there prepared and you have to believe that you're the best. Because if you believe you're second best, there is no second best in a fight. There's only one person, two people go in, one person comes out. Am I advocating fighting? Absolutely not. Because that's the beautiful thing about martial arts. And I'll, I'll share it again. If you're really good at this particular... Uh, and I'll, I'll, it's a sport, yes, but it's a philosophy. It's a, it's a, a professional level of toughness. Uh, if you are really good at a martial art, that means that you don't have to fight. Uh, weak people pick on weaker people. So the bullies in the world don't pick on good martial artists. They're too scared. If you've got kids who are getting bullied, is it possible that they that the the tough kids at school the, the the toughest strongest most powerful kids don't pick on the weak kids it's weak kids who pick on weaker ones 
And is it possible that we can teach our kids to be strong, to be mentally tough, to be physically tough and strong so that nobody picks on them, so that nobody bullies them? And it's a, again, I've, I'm, it's a very controversial topic for me particularly because I don't have any children. But when I go to a world championship and I watch small children because there's black belts and there's some black belts in the world that are, that are small children uh, they've had the discipline the focus the commitment and the the driving force to be so good at a sport that they've got they've reached the highest level when they're still a child uh, they're the kids that don't get picked on at school and they are the the children that have the discipline that they can then apply to every other area of their life a very uh, interesting question to ask. Me personally, am I living a life that is setting the example for our kids to be mentally tough and strong? And then what am I doing? If I am a parent, a teacher, a coach, and I have young adults, children in my life, how do I show them, teach them, guide them, direct them to make sure that they grow up mentally tough and strong? And I would love every child in the world to do martial arts. I would just love it to be a, a subject in every school, that every child had to learn taekwondo or judo or karate or kickboxing or muay thai or some form of self-defense and mental toughness that comes with doing martial arts. However, if that's not something that you choose, there are lots of sports, of course. But what about another option living the example for our children to observe. What if we were the toughest, strongest, fittest, healthiest people in their lives? What if they could look into our life and see an adult that was physically fit and strong, mentally tough, handled challenges, overcame challenges, and made sure that that life was not just good for me personally, but good for all the people around me. And there's some really simple things. Uh, I use the example of we talk about something like the weather that we have absolutely no control over. And I hear so many adults whining about the weather. What a terrible day we're having or how hot it is or how cold it is. I wish it wasn't so windy. What are we teaching our kids when we whine about something that we have absolutely no control over? Uh, if I'm in a lousy, stinking, rotten job that I hate and I'm whining about my boss and I don't like the product or service that I'm selling and I complain every Monday morning when I have to go to work and the, the children in my life hear that and they have nothing else to compare with that so they don't meet anybody that's got a career or business that they love, how do they know that it's possible? How do they know that they, they don't have to put up with a lousy, stinking, rotten job? And that's the interesting thing because I... Have un, and I say this unfortunately, I have spoken to careers officers in school and teachers in schools have actually said to kids, you can't, you can't do the sport that you want. You can't be an artist. You can't be a doctor. You can't be a lawyer. You can't be a, a marine biologist. You're not smart enough or you're too tall or you're too short. And they get told they can't. As adults, don't we have a responsibility to tell our kids you can and an even better how can you? The question is where the brain starts ticking over. Not just you can, but let's work it out together. How can you? That kind of vocabulary is really different. What if we stop whining about the things that we can't control? What if we start talking about how can I rather than can't? And then what if we just became tough? Uh, when you say to somebody, how are you? And they say, oh, not too bad. I wish it was Friday. Uh, 
what's that sharing with our kids? I wish it wasn't Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I wish it was Friday. What if we were excited and motivated and passionate every day, even if we didn't feel like it? Is it possible that if you tell yourself, I feel great, I'm happy, I'm having a great day, you're more likely to have one than if you whinge, moan and complain? You know people share with me, Roe, but you need to be realistic. Well, I've met people whose lives are really crappy and they're in financial challenge and their relationship's not working and they've, they've got stuff going on in their life that's horrible and they might even on top of that have an illness or somebody in their life is sick. And I say, how are you? And they say, Rowie, I'm awesome and getting better. Or Rowie, my life is an, an interesting and awesome challenge at the moment, but I'm overcoming it. Or Rowie, I'm on the path to making sure my life is fantastic. The path is a bit bumpy at the moment, but I'm on the way. And however you respond to challenges, wouldn't it be nice to put a positive spin on everything rather than a negative? Uh, if you're going into a fight and you believe you're second best, you're going to lose. If you go into every day believing it's going to be a crappy day, is it possible that it's going to be a crappy day? If you have a, a negative attitude, is it possible that life will be negative? Uh, we hear a lot at the moment about being sick and just of late there's a lot of how are you and, I, and I, I don't ask that question anymore because I don't like the answer. Too many people in the world are telling me I'm sick, I've got a runny nose, I've got a sore throat, I feel tired, I feel stressed. Here's my question, if you tell yourself that you're feeling sick, are you more likely to feel sick? And I share that with passion because I'm a human being who gets tired, stressed. I've been sick before, not for a long time, because I've, I really aim to look after my body exceptionally well so that I don't get sick. But is it possible if you tell people that you're sick, number one, what value are you adding to somebody else's life if you say, oh, I feel sick? What are you telling yourself? If you say to your own body, all right, let's go, we've got to get We've got to be 100% healthy. What do we have to do to make sure that we're 100% healthy versus I feel sick, I've got to go to bed. Uh, this is a really personal decision, of course. But I would love our kids to grow up in a world surrounded by adults who are tough and strong and mentally tough and don't moan and whinge and complain about things that they don't have control of. And the things that they do have control of, they take control and make it happen. They, if there's a challenge, they overcome it. If there's a problem, they solve it. If they're unhealthy, they get healthy. Uh, if they go into a fight, they go into a fight with the outcome of win-win. And that's one of the most beautiful things about martial arts for me, particularly with men. And I say that very, again, with hesitation. But it's really interesting to watch when men do a sport, an aggressive sport, it looks like they want to kill each other while they're fighting, or even in a team sport, it looks like they're going to kill each other while they're tackling for the ball or they're throwing the ball. But at the break, they shake hands. At the end of the game, they have a beer together. Uh, martial arts in particular, they're so respectful because respect is one of the tenets of martial arts, to respect yourself and to respect other people. And it's interesting because I've got a husband who, even on the, the, the very rare times that he doesn't win, uh, he is the best loser. And isn't that really important about sport to be, yes, a great winner, but what about a great loser? When it doesn't go your way, when the person's better than you, when you get silver and the other person gets gold, 
rather than jump around like a lunatic when you get gold, how about congratulate the person who allowed you to be in the position where you could win gold? Because if you didn't have a competitor, you wouldn't be able to win. What about congratulating the person who beat you because they were obviously better than you and you couldn't have had a fight, you couldn't have had a competition if that person didn't show up. Uh, that's one of the most beautiful things that I love about martial arts and I love about the the, the art or, or the sport of whatever you want to call it of two people going into a fight, two people going into a ring, two people going onto a mat and the best person wins. And the other really interesting thing about uh, martial arts boxing, the, the sport of fighting, is it's also a sport that has an opinion attached to it. So sometimes it's obvious who wins. For, for instance, in boxing, the, the, if you get knocked out, obviously you, you are the winner if you did the knocking. But sometimes it's up to the judges. And a lot of the, of the martial arts that my husband does is also not just fighting because he does passions and... and uh, breaking things and it's judged and sometimes the judging's unfair sometimes if you perhaps there's you're fighting against somebody from South America and there's five judges from South America it's highly unlikely that if you're from New Zealand you're going to win but that's the beautiful thing about a sport where you know that it's subjective you know that you have to put in your best effort and if you aren't the very best and it's obvious that you're not the very best, then the judges have to decide. And you have to accept the fact that the judges might or the judging might go against you and you might lose even though you think you won. Can you imagine what that does for your character? To be able to be a great loser even if you think you are the winner. How do you handle if you won, but you know that the other guy was better than you? What do you do then? And that's been some of the really interesting things I've watched where the person who know, who knows they didn't win, they jump around like crazy. Oh, I'm a winner, I'm a winner. Even though they know they weren't the best person. It's just an interesting observation. So I'm asking all of us personally, I can't change what adults do, but I really would love as Adults who have an influence on the future adults of our world. Are we setting the example for those four big areas? Are we healthy, fit and strong? Do we have a career that we love? Are we financially free or on track to being? And do we have respectful people in our life? And then are we mentally tough and strong? Or are we whining and moaning and complaining about something as silly as the weather that we have no control over? Are we looking after our body physically? And if we're not, do we take responsibility for that instead of complaining that we're sick or complaining that we've got a runny nose or complaining that we've got a sore foot? Are we, what do I have to do to make sure that I'm not sick or I don't get injured or if I am injured that I can handle it? And I always use that example. Uh, I have a body that's pretty busted and broken and that's my fault. I take full responsibility for that because when I was first starting to exercise, I didn't ask any questions. I just listened to people who had an opinion and I did exercises that didn't make any sense, but I didn't ask any questions. So now I have a body that doesn't work very well, but I take full responsibility for that. And I would rather die then somebody says to me, how are you today? And I say, not too bad, I've got a sore foot, not too bad, my back hurts, not too bad, I'm tired. And it's not even that I won't be adding value to the other person's life, but if I'm telling myself, I'm sick, I'm tired, I'm sore, I feel terrible, 
my own brain is hearing that ridiculous information, so how can I possibly have a great day if I'm telling myself I'm sick, I'm tired, I'm sore, I'm injured, I'm stressed? Is it possible that we can take full control of the way we feel by telling ourselves how we feel? It's not about being realistic because I'll ask this question. If I tell myself I'm tired, how will I feel? Versus if I tell myself I'm on track to having a great day, what do I have to do to make sure that I have a great day today versus waking up in the morning and saying I'm really tired. I haven't got any hope if I tell myself that. If I say that I can't, I'm right. If I ask my own brain how can I, then my brain's going to give me a solution. So how about we become the fighters for our own life? Why are, why are we not fighting with every ounce of breath that we have to be the healthiest and fittest we can possibly be because a healthy fit body can fight against germs, bugs, viruses, diseases and stress. Why would we not fight to have the best career path and business that we're passionate about? Why would we settle for a lousy, stinking, rotten job? Why aren't we fighting to be financially free? I'm not talking about even being rich and wealthy and a lot of people talk about money being a terrible thing. I'm talking about having the financial resources to not have to be scrounging for money, to not have to think about where the next cent is coming from. Because how many people are stressed and worried and annoyed and fight because of money? And I don't want that for anybody. And then why don't we fight for great relationships? If you want to have great people in your life, are you fighting to be the best person that you can possibly be so you attract great people into your life? Aren't they all worth fighting for? So let's be fighters for healthy, fit, strong bodies, careers that we love, being financially free and having great people in our life. And let's fight for a world that our kids can grow up in and know that it's possible to have a happy, healthy life that they're going to enjoy. I want to fight for our kids. How about you?